sports listeners. I'm your host, Erica Salda, the queen of team. Please tune in every single Tuesday. This whole hour of Santa Barbara Teen Athletes. Woo! And we're talking all athletes. Alexa! Is she in the house, Dominique? We still can't connect that. Thing. I want to know how she got in the house first. I know, Alexa! <laughs> You know what it is? We have an argument. We go to Alexa. Right? Right. <laughs> we do. We need to bring in a third party. You follow me? So good morning, everybody. Another outstanding day. We have a beautiful cast today in the Zoom room. I like to call it Christine Marie. Good morning, Christine. Morning. Yay, she waves because <laughs> we're on video and audio. Ed Langlow, he's got his series. He's got his weekly um uh, I don't, what do you? If only I had known. Well, I know what it is. I, say, I'm holding it. on to the words. You know, oh. just trying to build you up, Ed. Oh, okay, She's I'm sorry. Hawaii. Go ahead. Okay, Christine Marie. Of course, we got to, now. We get to go back one. Okay, um, her segment's going to be a little bit later on today's show. Um, a view from the deck. No, no, uh, just view from the deck. Okay, and then we got Richard Ellsworth. He's zooming in from Connecticut. And I hope your grandma's okay, Richard. He's going to do his Richard Remedies a little bit later on. How you doing, Richard? Doing well. Hey, Lori Cortez, college coaching. Looking forward to your piece today. A lot of stuff's going on. Very excited about that. And then, of course, we got the man, okay? I'm trying to convert him over to the Yankees. I don't think it's going to happen in this <laughs> lifetime, but I do believe in multiple universes. Okay. We got Michael Baker and let's open up the show with Michael Baker because he's been a busy boy. Um, I want him to make this huge monster announcement. I'm really looking forward to it. Michael, the man, Bake, Mayor Baker. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> You're killing me. You are killing me, Smalls. Yeah. Um, well, it's uh it's been a long time coming and uh let me preface it by saying there's a lot of people that for the last 20 years have tried to get this deal done and because of the board leadership that we have at this moment in time um and through their hard efforts and hard work i should say and efforts uh we have finally after 20 years merged the Boys and Girls Club of Santa Barbara with the United Boys and Girls Clubs. So we are now. Woo! Yeah, we need a confetti. We need a confetti gun. That's it. <laughs> it's uh, it's a big deal. It's a really big deal. And uh, I'm actually seated in the original office of uh, United um, right now. Um, a lot of history in this building. A lot of history. But it all started here. This is where it all started. And um, this is the first club that we've reopened. Um, we've been open since Monday. We've got, uh, it's a whole different process. Now our max, maximum amount of kids that we can serve now at this facility with the six foot distancing and, and the whole, uh, social, social distancing, I should say, and the, um, 10 to one ratio that we have to follow. We can handle 50 kids at this club now, uh, based on the rooms that we're able to use. And, uh, we've had 20, two kids that have gone through the onboarding and everything that they have to go through and everything needs to be checked um, that have, have gone through that process. So we, and by next week, I think by Friday next week, we'll have 30 kids in, enrolled, able to be able to serve here and then expanding it and growing and growing and growing. And we'll, I, I have no doubt we'll be at 50 kids here. Certainly in a couple of weeks, we'll be at 50 kids 
and I'll be our maximum occupancy, what we can do right now here until we open other sites. So that's it. When all, when all the sites are open, Michael, how many kids is that, rela- is, is that relatable to how many kids when everything is open? We're, we're all back to normal. Oh, if it's, if it's normal circumstances as it was before? Oh, yes. Yeah, no, that's a whole different ballgame than where we are right now. Um, right. Then adding this site, we're talking, we would come in contact with about 1,500 kids a day. Nice. Between all, between all the sites. Adding the, down, adding the downtown site. Well, we you and I had a conversation of t- uh, two years ago, and that's always been maybe more because you've been around for five and a half. But two, three years ago, you had said that that was your dream. You've always said you want to know what my dream is. And I've always said, yeah, well, we get somebody to buy the, the property where the Galita um, um, is and then make that a full court gym. And then on top, I always wanted to do, you know, get the technical back because kids don't even know how to change a tire. You know what I mean? But maybe, I don't know, I, I just think just for mental, you know, your mind, I just think that's a good thing. Or, or just maybe get into technology, just doing something, maybe learn how to sew. I don't know. I don't know what the future is, but uh, my kids are older now, and uh, it's fun. I did see, uh, I, I had an old telephone, and one of my girlfriends um, has grandkids, and I put this old telephone, two years old. And then I put this, my smartphone, which, you know, I'm not into kids doing smartphone, but I was just, it was a test because I saw it, I, to be honest with you, I saw, I read it on, I saw it on Instagram or Facebook, or whatever. And the, the child, I really do think that they're just programmed. They, they had no idea what this phone was, picking it up that, you know, and it was, it was an old one, you know, with a roller, right? When you had to like turn it, but the, the smartphone, boom, boom, it lights up, right? And Freak was already, that kid was hooked. And already two of her phones have already ended in the toilet. So that's awesome. And I think I was helpful with that because I was showing her. You know, <laughs> just mean, Erica. You know what I mean? Is this a jerk? Boom. So I don't know. We got a lot of things that we could work together on. Yeah. I, I, I do think job skills, um, the vocational studies in schools, those have been, I mean, those, everybody that's on this call right now, I believe everybody, can certainly remember back to the time when that was a norm in, in high schools that there were kids able to, you know, that not every kid wants to go to college. They don't, it's okay. If a kid doesn't want to go to college, there's nothing wrong with that. There's right. nothing. And somehow and it really, it really happened with my generation. Uh, I remember it vividly. I ended up going to college, but I do remember it vividly that there was this stigma that was put on kids that didn't go to college. Oh, oh, you're going to vacate vocational school like there was something wrong with them are you kidding me do you know how hard it is to get a good mechanic now do you know how hard it is to find people that are that are skilled to do the work that needs to be done and i have kids that graduate from our clubs graduate high school that can go out right now and they can they can make six figures annually because they've got a skill that other kids don't know how and they didn't have to go to formal training yeah, we got Lori Cortez in the house, and she's college coaching. Um, Lori, have you ever taken a student and just, you know, maybe the parents, you know, threw that kid on you? And I mean, because your 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 gift is matching the right school right. to the kid. I mean, and you get to know that child. I mean, I, I've had that personal experience with you with both of my boys. So, what could you add to that? Well, so I, I agree. I agree with you, Mike. I think there's many different paths for 
each person to be successful. And for, for students that um, want to go to college, like you said, Erica, there's so many different types of college environments. And I think the key is definitely finding the right match. Some students want something, something that is really academically competitive. Some students want things that are more balanced and some students want things that are maybe just a little bit more social and, and easier. And some students may not be geared for a four-year university. Maybe they are geared for a vocation, a vocational school and something that they can, um, you know, be successful. And that's the bottom line is that my philosophy is I want everyone to feel successful and feel confident in their future. So whatever path that takes them, that, that as long as they're making progress and building confidence and, you know, becoming contributing citizens, that's, that's the goal. Richard can uh, add to that because he went from culinary to anthropology. Oh, wow. Wow. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, he digs to cook. Yeah. Yeah. So you've had experiences on both ends of the spectrum there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So did you knew when you finished the culinary, because you had some, you know, and going into Michelin and, and going ab abroad and working in the environment, actually even being trained, was it because you didn't understand the environment you were going to get into and that said, okay, I got to go back to school. What was it? Because that's called. I mean, life, I, I, you know? yeah, I, I had, I had an idea of, of what it was going to be like. Um, I, I think the real issue was that in school, I was a really, in high school, I was a really academic person. And I, when I started to do culinary arts, as much as I loved that and working with food, when you're in a, in culinary school itself, you're, you're learning. And, and I loved that. But once you're out in the field, you stop learning and you're more, you're more robotic. You know, you're more just, just churning out the, the food. And I just missed that academic portion so much. I missed just that input of, of knowledge just constantly flowing in. And when I didn't have that, I just, I fell into a depression and I knew it wasn't right for me anymore. Aww. Well, we have uh, another trained teacher in the house with Christine Marie. Before we go to break, what are your thoughts? Um. Yeah, my thoughts are that there are so many opportunities for everybody to do everything that they love and to, to really, you know, just because we have, you know, sometimes we think that school is the way or college is the way it isn't necessarily. Um, I actually watched this great move, Netflix movie just recently um, has a swear word in it, the F word it list. And it was about this high school kids realizing they'd been working on somebody else's dreams, not their own. So, um, and kind of reorganizing and looking at who they are. And I thought that was really powerful because when we take the, a moment to really look inside and what we love and follow that, we can find the right schooling. We can find the right way and our paths will change so many, I think during our lifetimes, you know, I started out as a teacher, ended up doing administration work, had a love, a love, love, love of, um, intuitive work and a, and a gift there. So I've sort of integrated all these things now and I'm, you know, I still have an administrative job, but I love this other work too. So who knows what's unfolding? Yeah. And then Ed, we got to go, but, and we're going to be getting into your um, segment here later on the show. If only I'd known, cause I know you were, mm -hmm. uh, you got into the, um, you know, what if not so much the four year, do you have a four year degree? I don't know. No, but I, no, I, I don't. In fact, when I worked at city college, because right. I, I didn't have teaching credentials, they hired me as a contact, a contract lecturer, which oh, is the way that go. they hired me. So I worked as a, as a lecturer for three years and basically taught the apprenticeship program 
Um, I used uh, Dos Pueblos, mainly Dos Pueblos High School's shop because they were not using it. And that was the, back in the early 90s. And that was the sad beginning of the demise of all the shop classes. And today, both the, uh, the air conditioning trade I taught and the automotive mechanics trade, they're getting more technical. A computer operates a lot of what they do today. And yeah. so in my trade, it's controls. Thermostats aren't just an on and off thermostat anymore. They're, they're, they're a, a digital control that can be accessed through the internet and you can turn on your furnace from New York if you want. So <laughs> it's, you can. <laughs> and, and so it's, it's, it's a more technical. The fabrication has died out and the, the uh, controls have come up. Fantastic. All right. You're back in Hawaii. I want to get you like one of those on umbrella drinks. Okay. <laughs> so, but we let's take a yeah. little break and then when we get back. We're going to be with Lori Cortez, College Coaching Services. Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salda, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Fabulous. That's where we live in a wonderful state called Fabulous. What are you going to do? I know we got, everyone's got a lot going on right now, but at the end of the day, you know, you got to make your plans. You got to just check off that bucket list because that's what we've been doing. And um, just hang in there. And I've always said Santa Barbara Strong, I think this, this city will and grow and become and reflected back after this is all over as the mentor city. Okay, mm-hmm. because that's the one thing I do like about walking up and down the streets of Santa Barbara. You get the smiles, you feel the love. You know, we, we're not caught up in all that anger, which is so important. And I just want to, I mean, hats off to this programming and Richard Dugan and Les and everything that you have done. Um, to make all this come together. So I really appreciate it. And then we've got leaders. Everybody in on this show is, I, I always say, is, is a soul servant. Okay, but you just feel really good about sharing your life, sharing your love. And a person I've had the blessing of um, knowing for a long time now and was on my refrigerator for a good decade, all right, with my son, John, okay? Okay, his favorite teacher, Lori Cortez. How you doing, Lori? I'm great, Erica. How are you? You like that? That's not even scripted, Lori. That was from the heart. You follow? I'm I'm punching my knee. Like, get to the point. Get to the point. I'm like, no, I'm on the roll, baby. I'm on the roll. Well, I love it. And as you know, John was one of my favorite students, too. So, but there's there's certainly a lot going on, you know, with respect to, um, you know, to college admission and, and, and everything. And I know that people have a lot of questions, um, kind of re- surrounding COVID-19. 
about about the college application process. Is there anything in particular that you would like to ask me, or do you just want me to start on my on my? Yeah, that that uh, July sixth. Um, I don't want to call it an edict, but memorandum to the colleges that came out affecting all of our foreign exchange students. Yes, uh, we have an exchange student, and he's quite concerned and. That document is very confusing. There's parts of it where I'm like, oh my gosh, everyone's going to have to return to their own countries because colleges are doing lots of online classes. And then I saw there was a section that said hybrid. And then it said, if you're at a hybrid school, there will be flexibility allowed. And it's mm -hmm. something about how the I-20 is being issued. So I don't know if you have all the answers, but if you do have suggestions of where students can go to get some confidence about what to do, because especially if you're from China, you've got to buy your air ticket right away. So right. We're, we're, we're quite concerned to try to figure this out. And we also know a lot of teen athletes, international teen athletes, and this is really going to, because we have a really good uh, relationship up at St. Mary's with the coaching staff up there. Um, and Jordan Tuig is the same thing, as assistant coach with the baseball team. This is going to impact, you know, through the country. And I think there's over, over, over a million kids that this is this is going to hurt so we just want and, and this is why we went to you we just want clarification if you know uh, if you know <laughs> or you know maybe you'll go to with the school so what do you say Lord? well as dominique said if you have any answers and i wish i did i wish i had all of the right answers dominique but i don't so yes i think i believe it was on monday that this uh policy from ice came out and uh, they said, you know, basically students, if you're going to be taking international students, if you're going to be taking online classes only, you have to go home. Well, the next day or, or maybe a few days later, Harvard and MIT um, are suing. They're suing ICE for this policy. So, you know, we'll, we'll see how that plays out and, and hopefully that will um, provide some flexibility and, and some assistance for it. My best advice, because every university is a little bit different, and because of COVID-19, many universities are going to a hybrid uh, policy for the fall. So some classes will be online, some classes will be in person. And so I think that the international students should immediately contact their international advisors at the specific school where, where they are and find out what do they need to do to be able to continue classes um, you know, classes while they reside in the United States. And uh, I believe, and I, I'm not, I'm not 100% sure on this, but I believe the universities only have until July 15th to come up with their own specific policy. So that's next week. So, you know, it's, it's happening very quickly. And then many universities open for their fall semester in August, if they're on the semester system, um, if they're on the quarter system, they usually open in, in September. But so this is going to be something that's rapidly evolving, and we're going to have to see how how it can best how the students can best be assisted by this. So. Thank you. I have one more other question, um, and we we thrown this out before, but we do a lot of parents listening, and there are a lot of teen you know kids listening. As far as the um, SATs, what's the graduate one? G uh, GR GR. Uh, the graduate for graduate, for graduate school um, because they keep opening and then uh, terminating them and then, you know, changing the schedules. So um, I know that the graduate test is uh, many schools are even saying that you need to take it because son John is, is, has applied to three schools uh, for his uh, psych D. Yes. Um, and so my question to you is, 
Um, should my son or daughter be studying right now for the SAT? That's a great question. I'm glad you brought it up. Yes, is my answer. Even though many universities are waiving it yes. uh, for the next few years, some, some universities like the UC system are under a kind of a pilot program where they're thinking of, of doing away with it altogether, but they haven't decided yet. So, but many private universities and out-of-state universities have not waived the SAT or the ACT. So my advice to keep as many doors open as possible is yes, absolutely, prepare for that test, take it. Hopefully you can secure a strong score. If you do, then you submit that score to the universities, the universities that are test optional, because they are still accepting it and it will strengthen your application. If you know, some schools have gone test blind where they will not use the test in, an evaluate, in evaluating the application, then there's no point to submit your score. But most schools are what they call test optional, where students who have strong scores are encouraged to submit. So what would be, what would be that score? 11, 11, I don't even know what they're rated because we went up to 1,600. I have no idea what, what, the, what they're doing. It went away from that, and then it went back. The SAT, is there's 1,600 possible. That's a perfect score. But it depends on the university. So, you know, it just depends. So for a school like Harvard, uh, you know, you'd want to get maybe a 1,550 or above. But, uh, but there's, as we talked about earlier, there, you know, there's different levels of schools and, and, and different choices for every student. So, it, so Harvard or the Ivies, because we're going to go to break here, but Harvard or the Ivies or any of maybe not the UC school, but the private upper echelon schools yes. will want the SAT. So they have some schools have said we are going to waive it for this upcoming year. But even if okay. they waive it, I still encourage students to submit their strong scores. And what the students should do is go on and find out what the average SAT score is Got for it. their admitted students Got at it. the schools. It's just adding extra sprinkles to the cake. I feel it. So... Start studying, everybody. <laughs> Got to take that test. Sorry, wrong show to listen to. Okay, if you thought you were going to slide, okay, yeah. during COVID. You're going to be studying. Well, uh, the, the information shifts as the demands shift. Yeah, true. Exactly. Good point. That's All right. way of putting it. Yes, yes. Okay, well, let's do this. Let's take a break. We've got a lot of new commercials. I'm really excited. Thank you, Dr. D. And let's get back with Ed Langlow after break with Only I'd Known. Thank you, Lori. Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salda, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Oh, the word right now that came out is positivity. <laughs> Don't you love it? I love positivity. Gotta love it. 
It's just something about when you wake up in the morning and you take that breath, you do your meditation or prayer or whatever. Dominique does a gratitude list. She takes time, and this is our new thing. Goes like they say, oh, what did you develop or design for your for self? Okay, over COVID, and I love what Dominique does in the morning. Dominique, <laughs> I do daily pages. So I, I write down the things that I'm grateful for and I write down sort of like how I want my day to go and what my, what my ideal um, character and virtues that I'm working on, I, what I want to manifest. So I broke the top 30, you know, list as a line item. So I was excited about <laughs> that this morning. Okay, isn't that nice? Top 30. I was in there. Well, she has five kids, so I'm never going to be – then her mom is awesome. So I'm never going to break that top 10. That she, We have a lot of animals, okay? So I'm like right after that. But I'm in the top 30 now. Very excited about that. But that's a kind of a thing where you're working on um, – you really get to look at your shadow. So it's kind of like, you know, and my shadow is not named Siri. But it's like, hey, shadow. And you get to see it, and then sometimes it's not what you really want to do. Sometimes you'll put it away, throw a pillow on it. I don't know, but it's really a good thing to actually do a little self time. And then when you when you build yourself up like that, especially during these times, because you know we all in this room have meet people that you just you know you, you have to face that person, but they're kind of stressed out. So I have found the happier I am. And, and it's not fake. It's from the heart. I really, I do feel blessed. And I always go back to the things that um, have made me who I am. It really, and I, and we're going to talk to Rich a little later because that's have roles. Okay. That's, this is what this guy does. He manifests everything. Um, but and I hope we don't know what you're going to talk about, but I hope this slides into what you're going to be talking about today, or we're going to be a little fragmented and that's okay too. Well, it, it, it does. It, it's, it has a positive connotation oh, to it. Okay. Uh, if only I'd known is a mentor's moment with the teens with us on Zoom remotely, as well as I was listening into the show. And today's segment is titled Relativity, or Sometimes Life Grades Us on a Curve. Uh, sometimes teachers will grade a, a, the results of a test on a curve, and there's different ways of doing it. But basically, it's uh, the students are graded based on how they did relative to the rest of the class. And that takes into account poorly written questions or a topic maybe the teacher didn't cover well. And it works out pretty fair for everyone in a particular class uh, taught by a particular teacher. And most sporting events, for example, are determined relative to how the other team did. Uh, both teams can play a lousy game, but the team with the most points is still considered a winner. And I have an interesting, entertaining story about that that I'd like to share with you. About 10 years ago, I was working on a documentary about motorcycle racing in Santa Barbara back in the 1940s. And I had a news anchor from KSBY television come down and interview these old racers. And they called themselves the alumni. And uh, during the interview, she turned to a fella named Tony Rios. And Tony was about 87 at that time. And she asked him, which one of you was the fastest? Tony just laughed and said, well, circumstances sometimes let you know who the fastest is. And Jeanette said, I don't understand. What does that mean? Tony said, well, if you're running in second place in a race and the guy in front of you falls off, you're the fastest. <laughs> and the whole room laughed that one. That was, I just kept that. That was such a, a unique comment that he used. Um, 
But while this system works, works out fairly well for sports and school exams, it doesn't play out well in life. Uh, and let me give you a couple examples. Let's say John says something bad about Dave or does something to make him look uh, stupid because John feels like that he looks better compared to Dave, who he just made look like an idiot. Or adults sometimes called, uh, it's called keeping up with the Joneses. The neighbor gets a new car, so they feel like they need to get a new car so that the neighbor doesn't look like they're doing better than them. It's kind of like chasing your tail. You spend your whole life trying to keep up with your neighbor who maybe couldn't afford the payments on the car to begin with. And, and when you feel like you need to make someone look bad so you can feel better, you're probably actually a lesser person for it. Uh, try to assess uh, how well you're doing based on how well you're doing, not on how well someone else is doing. If I only had known that when I was young, promise you this, if you can go to bed at night and say that you treated everyone you saw that day the way that you'd like to be treated, and you worked the best you could on whatever you did, then you'll go to sleep feeling good about yourself. I'm Ed Langlow. I'll see you next time on If Only I Had Known. Nice. <laughs> Thank so you. All claps. Nice. Yeah. Michael Baker yeah. has something to add to that. I He's getting that thinking pose. Well, um, no, I really don't have anything to add to that. It's a good thought. <laughs> Way to catch me off guard, Erica. Nice. I like that. Don't don't use that pose anymore, Mike. <laughs> that was a thinking pose. I had to yeah. use it. It's awesome. It's fantastic. Okay, but I know Christine Marie's got a minute to tie up before she does her uh, view from the deck. What do you say, Christine? Um. Yeah, I think um, I, I really I like the the. I resonate with that sense of um, judging yourself by yourself. Um, there is, I think, actually in the kitchen right here, if in, in a world where you can be anything, be kind. That's the sign that I see. In the, um, and I think that um, when we align ourselves with who we are and, um, and not spend so much time trying to keep up with the Joneses, but doing our, being our own best self, then that's when, you know, we know where we are and we know what we, we have to, what we can do next. So um, I think one of the things I used to say to my, my kids when I was a kindergarten teacher, when a child would say something mean to another child, I would stop. And I would, I remember this one child get on my knees and put my hand on his heart. And I would say, Oh, sweetheart, does your heart hurt? Cause only somebody whose heart hurts would say something so mean to somebody else. And he, and nobody had expected that. Right. That's awesome. So that's a beautiful thing to understand that when people put you down, it's not because of you, it's because their own heart is hurting. So even to offer those people kindness. Yeah. It's an it's excellent a, way to look at that. It's a great way to look at it. It's a great Eric, way to add. And Mike, have, how's your heart feel, Mike? My heart feels good. I have a question. <laughs> so if your last name is Jones, who are you keeping up with? <laughs> exactly. That's, that's a it's a very common name. Yeah. Keep up with the Dugans. You can, the Dugans are always a yeah. head and shoulder well, above you. You, so. you do. Uh, there's one thing you don't realize. Ironically, my very best friend, who I just talked with yesterday, by the way, he we grew up from sixth grade, grade school, high school, college, uh, and and even to this day, his name is um douglas jones his middle name is raymond so we used to i used to call him dr jones 
Dr. Jones, and we used to joke about that. So I would actually say that if your last name is Jones, you've got enough to do just keeping up with yourself, let alone keeping no. up with anybody else. <laughs> nice. All right. And I leave you with that. Yeah. So what we need to do before we take this break, um, during break, uh, Michael Baker, we need to. We've got uh, you got that announcement that you made, and that means you need to put out a new commercial with the blessing, the love and blessing of Teen Sports Radio, baby. Keep upgrading that commercial. Let's take a break. This is Erica Salda, the Queen of Teen, and then when we return, we will be with Christine Marie. View from the deck. Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salda, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Okay, we are back and, and we're ready. And I can't wait to hear what Christine Marie has to say because she is our resident Tarot reader, 10 plus years experience. I'll let her tell you her contact information. And I, what card did we pull today? This is important. Today, we're looking at the hermit. And um, the hermit is really talking about, well, what are we doing with all this extra time that we have? And <laughs> um, the, the hermit card is about going into the cave. And, and this card, there's all this beautiful sacred writing on the wall, you know, and the hermit's about really connecting in with our, our best self, our high holy self. And, and what are we doing with this time? Um, when I was um, in Africa, um, I did some work in South Africa, working with um, art and education and kids. But I, I lived down in the village and I had so much me time, more me time than I could ever, um, than I ever thought I would need or want because I spent most of my life running, going fast, always doing something. Even if I was unemployed, I was the busiest unemployed person anybody ever knew. I did everything. And what happened was that I realized I like downtime. I real I got to know me. I after I you know read every book in the in my room and watched all these videos and did all these things. Suddenly, there was just me, and I realized, oh, I like me, or maybe I don't like me. There were parts I didn't like about me. There were things that where I was doing that I didn't like. That I was like, oh, I don't like that. How do I shift that? Who am I? So. Um, it's been pretty powerful to come back again into this situation during COVID-19 where um, actually, you know, I, I, I lost or I left a job uh, two months before we got quarantined. So I had another shift of pre-shift before this other big shift that happened. And during that time, I did a lot of me time and looking at me and I still am. And, um, and so it's just a, a, this, this time of actually with the, another card that came to me, it's called the Three of Pentacles. 
and it's about um, um, connecting our creative life with our work life, which I think really relates into what we've been talking about earlier, especially in terms of going to school or college um, or, you know, with our education, looking at our future lives, what really jazzes us and lights us up. So if we're in our cave, um, lighting up our light, remembering who we are and, and connecting to what we imagine God or who, who we think God to be is lighting our own light and our own lamp, then how do we take that into the world? That's what the hermit does. The hermit lights their light and then takes it out into the world. So I think the way we take things out into the world is through our works, through what we do with that light, through how we connect in with other people and through, you know, what is in our own heart. Sometimes when our own heart is hurting, it's because we're not honoring who we are and what we want in life. And so we, we lash out at other people, but when we're honoring who we are and we're connected into who we are, we, we, we start to shift the world around us and we do good work and we can be kind because if we're not being kind to ourselves, it's really hard to be kind to anybody else. Yeah. You know, that, would, that, I know, Dominique, that's right up Dominique's alley. And she was just like, you know, she has something I could feel when she, but she doesn't, <laughs> she doesn't inspire to like do a lot of talking. But when she says something, it's very valuable. Dominique. Well, this is an interesting time because we're experiencing being the hermit with other hermits in close proximity. And so um, I like to think of the families that we are, are our pod, our safe pod in, in our COVID time, that these are the, we're like uh, rocks in a tumbler and we're brushing up against each other and it's polishing us. And if we, we don't Aww. have that. I like that. That friction with other people. So that, that uh, so when we come into a, a disharmony and like you say, we, we recognize that our heart hurts when we relax into that and realize, Oh, there's a polishing that's going on and I need to breathe and be with this and feel my way through. So um, as, as we're experiencing our uh, confinement with this virus, we need to stay in our body as, as we are hermiting and feel our way through this and always look for the love and the positivity to be that drawing point that brings us through. But the integration of the shadow is happening for all of us very intensely right now. By the way, this also puts a whole new meaning. If you listen to the song by uh, uh, one of the Boone daughters, you light up my life. And if it's focused on the light that you light yourself up with, re-listen to that song. You'll get get the meaning. Definitely. Richard Ellsworth, I know you got something to add. Yeah, well, um, I just, uh, you know, a lot of people talk about, um, you know, talking about rocks, you know, rubbing together. So I immediately (laughs) wanted to go to the anthropologist. Okay, well, I'm I'm not going to quite roll with that (laughs) analogy, but (laughs) um, when people talk about, um, you know, realities and, and manifestation and these things that are going on around us, people often associate that with the law of attraction and what I found is the most successful thing is actually the law of assumption and taking every single moment in our life, even these times when we're, you know, by ourselves or working on ourselves and and being that hermit, taking these moments and assuming that these moments are going to lead to a state that we desire. And, and to, to make that, that assumption is extraordinarily powerful because that ends up being what happens. That ends up being what is creating. Um, 
So it's 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 not about you know matching a, a vibration of something. It's not about struggling to be positive when you're alone and missing being around people. It's about taking the time to accept where you are now and assuming and trusting that it is going to lead you out of it. Nice baby steps. I love that. Yeah, Those baby steps. I wanted to say too, it's such an interesting thing um, with technology these days, the illusion that we are, uh, not illusion, the truth that we are all alone and we are also completely interconnected with, we could be anywhere on the world and the, in, you know, in the world and the internet um, electronically. So it's really powerful, this sense of, you know, they always tell us we're all connected, but really electronically we are, it's, 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 it's fascinating. Even though we're all Erica, I, I just it's amazing. I mean, it just never ceases to amaze me how many things overlap and just mirror my life. I, I ironically met my wife in a cave. <laughs> yeah, I met her in a cave in South Africa. So that is just amazing. No, no, no. She awesome. met she met you in the cave. That's where you were living. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. It's probably, probably we true. We walk into a cave every single day until they close this place down. <laughs> Wine tasting and bruise. Everything is in a cave up in there right now. Let me tell you. So it's awesome. All right, so let's take another little break. We got Richard's Remedies right after these messages. Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salda, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday, 9 a.m. Fabulous. That's what I, that's the word when I think about Richard Ellsworth, who's joined us from Connecticut. And our love goes to you, Grandma. So I hope she's okay. What's Richard's remedies for this week? Well, my remedy for this week is gratitude. And it's a slightly, you know, unconventional one. It's not something you can, you know, cram in a capsule and and take it with a glass of water. Um, But the the reason I'm in Connecticut is to visit my grandmother, who is um, just a few weeks shy of being 100 years old. And I was having a conversation with her the other day, asking her, what is her secret to longevity? And she was talking about it and, you know, she mentioned a a bunch of of little things, you know, walking every day and drinking a glass of tea every day. Um, And all of these things, you know, have have scientific support for longevity. But I was thinking about her specifically and what I know about her. And what I know about her is that she is probably the most grateful person I've ever met. I mean, you can bring her a glass of water and it's not just a small amount of gratitude. I mean, you would think someone bought her a new house or a car. And just for every single moment, 
just grateful for everything. And, and, you know, she used to keep a, a gratitude journal and, you know, I can give her like a card for her birthday and it's just a little card. It costs, you know, 50 cents. And, and she just takes it like it's the most magical thing in the world. And, and I really discovered through being around people and, um, just people of, of different ages and, and looking at them that what is really true is that, is that gratitude is the secret to a long, happy and healthy life. Beautiful. Nicely said. And almost happy birthday. What day is that when she's turning 100? August 15th. All right, August 15th. All right. I'm gonna, she's right, Dominique is going to write that down and we're going to have this image. And before we close out the show, I am so thankful and grateful to having the opportunity and get, really getting to know Michael Baker. Michael, we come from the same cloth almost. I'm your sister from a different mister. We'll always, you know, you'll separate the you'll he'll fix my tiara and i'll fix your tie but i want you to go out and make a a, a request right now because you've done something that nobody thought you can do well it's not me it's us everybody's been i just happen to be here at the right time uh and that's that's really important to know and it's it's not michael baker made this happen there's a lot of people that made the merger happen uh but really the big the big push thank you to teen sports radio and everybody that supports teen sports radio um i would also want to say that um, we're in a really unique time right now. And the challenge for us is that there's going to be a huge demand for our services, especially when schools do go back in session. And there's no way to do fundraisers right now. You, I mean, typical fundraisers that people are doing, I've done where people come for dinner or whatever. Those are, those are definitely rear view mirror things right now. So we really need your support. Um, not, not only, and I'm not just making a pitch for boys and girls clubs. I'm making a pitch for all nonprofits that you support. Step up right now and support them because we need your support now more than ever. All right, everybody in Santa Barbara, hear me now, loud and strong. Reach into your checkbook, write a check to United Boys and Girls Club. God bless Santa Barbara. See you next week. Oh, the best, oh, the best, oh, the best.